We sang him a song of times long gone, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. Brighton Advance in Europe and City host Spurs in the Prem. It's Friday, 1st of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Dushan Hunter-Raja. Welcome one and all, it's Friday and the banter beast is back on the pod, it's Luke Moore! <laughs> you absolute fucking wanker. <laughs> what more could anybody want than having you in the pod with Jim Vish and myself and a Friday? And Do you want me to answer that? Well, a little extra, a little cherry on top, I bring you news that England have moved up to third in the world. <laughs> How about that, everybody? So I, what I'd like to do is let people behind the curtain a little bit is that Marcus always, yeah. very, very kindly, when I've been on holiday or away, he always sends me a message saying, it'll be great to have you back, really looking forward to having you on the show, etc., etc." And then he starts a show like that. Yeah. Well, I just, what he actually means yeah. is, I need someone as a punching bag. <laughs> I need someone who's quiet, who doesn't speak their mind, who's uh, not going to bite back, and I need to bully them. Well, I, Also, he needs a patsy to make everything about England, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. And certainly I do. Well, I'm a useful idiot on that. <laughs> I'm a definitely a useful idiot. He saw off Kissinger, didn't he? He I did. did. I did. I'm McGowan. I've taken them both down. <laughs> Two people that everyone thought was indestructible. Yeah, and here you are. I'm actually very sad that Shane McGowan's uh, long gone. Yeah. Passed, passed no, on. I think you've said what you, you want. Um, England, yes. They achieved this feat in 2012 and 2021, believe it or not. It's the joint highest spot they've ever held. There's no mm. point having a running order, is there? Yeah. Yeah. I know, yeah. It, and this he just ignores it. Yeah, he's like um, he's like the American Department of Defense with their secret budgetary <laughs> programs. He just he just gets them all done without anyone knowing. I have What's signed... the opposite of a dead cat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. A live cat. Yeah. yeah, you chuck it in the, in a bag and throw it in the water, and you'll find out. Oi! It'll come back to life very quickly. Marcus. Where, where did this come I know. from? You Darkness. mentioned the cat. Schrodinger's murder. Yeah. Oh. You mentioned the cat, so I'll tell you how to murder one. It's <laughs> yeah. how you it's murder. A family that's how, show. That's yeah. how you get them going, everybody. If they're being a bit lazy. <laughs> Or as Billy Connolly said, throw a dog in the room and see how fit the gear is. Yeah. Um, Awful. Uh, Henry, if you're listening. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Henry's cat. Henry the cat. About? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, let's talk about some European football. Brighton beat AK Athens 1 0 in Greece. They are through to the knockouts, no matter what happens. A bit of a funny system if they finish top. It is way more beneficial to finish top of your group in the Europa League than, say, the Champions League. It's beneficial in the Champions League, but a lot more beneficial <laughs> in the Europa League. Jim Campbell, have an explainer, please. Uh, because if you finish second in your group, you go into a playoff with the teams who have dropped out of the Champions League, where if you win your group, you get a lovely day off, and you go right into the last 16, yeah. which... Um, there's a, it's kind of good for Brighton, though, because the last game is at home. Obviously, it's against Marseille, a, a good team. Mm -hmm. So they're through whatever happens. Uh, but there's a bit of jeopardy, something to play for. Yes. And what, what they want is an exciting European nights, right? So yes. this promises to be that. And if they win, it will be absolutely thrilling. And they have been really good. Yes. Well, And while it is about sort of, I don't know, zero, one, two degrees um, in these islands, Jim, is it ideal for an away trip to Athens where today it's 20 degrees and sunny? Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah, lovely. lovely. Hang around. Miss your flight on purpose. How I, I about that? That is what you want, an away yeah. trip to Greece in, in December. Lovely bit of late, 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 uh, late or, year What November as it was last, yeah. last night. That's right. Thanks for clearing that up. That's right. There will be a lot of people listening who don't know how the uh, Gregorian calendar actually works. So it's we very have, good to We have a lot of that. ancient people <laughs> um, I would just say that um, it's a great reward for Brighton to... Uh, yeah, congratulations on your, your first ever European campaign. Well done for picking up all those points. Uh, Paris Saint-Germain next. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which it could be. I mean, it could be Paris Saint Germain next, right? It, it could be. Or oh, Napoli or something. Oh, it could get a gimme and get Manchester United. Um, so you never know. But it was the third clean sheet of the season. All of them have come in the Europa League. 
which thought, is the opposite to Manchester United. I thought they kept English teams apart, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. No, they will, they will do, yeah, for yeah. the first yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, who knows? They change the rules every round, don't they? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, yeah. <laughs> why do they do so much? Why do football administrators do so much of their admin during the season? Like Everton's points deduction. It feels like it not, shouldn't really be happening there. Yeah. Like, we, we can get onto that if you want to, but I, I think really it should be happening in between seasons. They did the same thing with Juventus. Points mm. off, I have a few back. You know, Everton <laughs> yeah. will be the same. You're going to appeal, have a few back, we'll relegate yeah. someone else. There Brilliant. It's, it's like a, a fucking circus. It's like a little bonus. It is. Um, you can't take your eyes off it. What was the original question? Um, I think it was to do with Brighton and uh, Joao Pedro scoring, adding to his goal tally for the season nine. Um, uh, he, he came up against Alvida in the in the centre of defence. Very much Vida. old Vida now yeah. as well. <laughs> That's right. He Although does. he's always looked about forty, isn't he? But yeah. then it doesn't. Well, should we be surprised? Because I mean, if it's twenty degrees on a December day. You know, they've defrosted him, well, taking him out of the fridge. No, I'm saying he's, get, he's getting older. That's where you want to retire to the sunshine. <laughs> fair, fair. Well, you could start looking all leathery, couldn't they? Because he's been well, in the sun too long. It's a lovely old job, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. You've earned your stripes. Get down there. You can see get why you Southern Europe. Why go? Um, Jao Padre bought himself a penalty, didn't he? It was a pen. It was like, it was a pen, but it's almost like he expressly engineered it, knowing very like mm. really intricately the benefits of the VAR system. Yeah. If I do this. You might not give it, but VAR will. Yeah, that's true. Like a cheat code. It was a bit that's like what that. it's sort of becoming, isn't he it? He did left, right, up, down, A, B, C. Um, A, E, K. On A, E, K. On the, <laughs> on the joy pads. And he got it. And I think we could still be calling them joy pads, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and he got a penalty. Yeah. Well, Brighton are now a point behind Marseille. They'll need to beat them, of course, as you say, in the final group game at the Amex to um, to uh, avoid uh, Paris Saint-Germain in the next round. Can I can I make a semi-serious um, point about Brighton in the in, in, in Europe this season? And that's just that um, they look like a team who have matured and learnt as they've gone within this group yeah. stage. been impressive. I think very, very early on, it looked like it might be a bit too much for them. Yeah. And everyone who who watch, has watched them in, in, in the group stages this season should be impressed with how well they've adapted. And it's actually a, test, a testament to how good Deserbi is as a coach as well. Yeah. Because, it, as you say, they're going to go through one way or the other. Uh, and that's amazing given um, given their history and their and their relative um, newcomer status to this competition, this level of competition. I do agree with you, and and of course it'd be nice to see um, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang back on uh, English shores. Vish, do you not think? Especially if he's scoring overhead kicks like he did last night. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a lovely little goal. He looks very old, doesn't he? Speaking of people that look old, yeah. He looks Is it the hair though? annoyed? I think, but he looks quite gaunt as well. Yeah, he looked mm. kind of angry when he scored that overhead kick. Weirdly. Yeah, it's like oh, he's lost his smile. That's really sad. It's, it's very strange seeing an angry somersault, isn't it? it is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it going to end? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, a vindictive roly poly. You're yeah. going to look forward to seeing him again, Jim, or have you still got your pathetic little agenda against I've him? I've got yeah. no pathetic little agenda against him. Um, I, I, he was a, a great servant for Arsenal. Uh, then he left like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then he went and then, to and then, Chelsea, and now he's got his. Just desserts. So no, <laughs> really indeed. That, that, that's just a series of facts, Marcus. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. You've still and they your... don't care about your feelings. They, you've still got your agenda. But, <laughs> yeah. but as you've said that, I don't think it's pathetic. So no. that's fine. <laughs> I think you have your agenda along with Barcelona fans and Chelsea fans. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. I mean, to be fair, he was sort of sold after throwing his toys out the pram a little bit, wasn't it? So, but genuinely, he, there were some great memories um, that he provided. So Shut I, up, I think that has <laughs> softened a little bit. Right. Yeah. Okay. So there. Uh, West Ham booked their spot in the next round after Tommy Suchek scored another late goal. Yeah. Um, 89th minute winner against uh, Baka Topola. Um, um, saw the opponents, didn't watch it next. Nice goal, though. Didn't watch it. Not too dissimilar to the one against Burnley, Vish. Uh, the one against Burnley was better. This was Corne with a nice cross. Mm, uh, yeah. Otherwise, the game was shit. Apologies to West Ham. But West Ham aren't worth watching mm. without Kudus or Bowen. Simple as Pakata. that. 
Uh, yeah, good point, actually. They are worth watching with Pakatar. They're on for this tournament. But you're a big they fan are. of James Ward-Prowse as well, so... He's been you, very you good. Like, you like seeing him off the leash, don't you? I like seeing him at a big club, mate. I like seeing him at <laughs> a big club. I just like the fact that West Ham are on their way for a Europa League win. They are. And Moyes, is, he's just working his way up to they the big are. one. He they is, are. yeah. You know, give him a chance. It's all, it's all building up to um, getting knocked out in the third qualifying round of the Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't even know if you can Speaking do that. Speaking of memories, do yeah. you not... Do you not uh, I mean, next season... Could West Ham win the Champions League? No. No. Why, Why are you asking that? Eight minutes into the show, you yeah. get, you're already scraping the ground where the barrel used to be. Just chucking it There's out loads there. of good stuff on this run and order. Stick to that. Like yeah. Liverpool winning 4 0. No, not that. No, not that. Oh, <laughs> what's wrong with that? I'll tell you what was good. Go on. And you're going to say you don't want to talk about it until we, the established Europa Conference League section. Uh-huh. But the game I did watch, which was brilliant, was the Aberdeen game. Right. That's in the Europa Conference League. So talk about that. <laughs> oh, you're the only one who could bring stuff in. Like Liverpool beating last. Liverpool beat last 4 0. Great impressive, stuff. Impressive stuff from Really them. good. Getting the job done. Surely they are favourites for the Europa League. Lask. <laughs> they were awful. No. Although, actually, yeah, but Jim, the Lask will be first. <laughs> right. If Your you don't heart go, wasn't in that at all, if, was it? If, you, know, if you don't yeah. go with me, I will I drag you down. Can I just say, what you. Boys, the, the thing that you have to remember when we talk about this kind of thing between yeah. Liverpool beating Lask 4-0 is that every second that goes past yeah. that Liverpool play in the, in the Europa <laughs> League annoys a Liverpool fan somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So embrace it. It, it. They are annoyed. They're having to look at this competition, That's let right. alone be in it. I mean, they are so far and away the best team in it at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a real reminder of how, how much better the Champions League is, isn't it? Because, uh-huh. I mean, Liverpool look at that at that level, obviously, this season. They, are, they look like the real deal. And you it was really on display last night. The best thing about Lask was their sponsor, which is Back Aldrin Corn Spits. <laughs> right. It's corn with a K, like the excellent band. That is very. <laughs> and their dubstep album. Are they, they still did going? Once. Are they still going? They did a dubstep album, Luke. I, I implore you to listen to it. It's exactly as good as it sounds. Yeah, I'll, oh. I'll give it a go. Well, speaking of Liverpool, um, gentlemen, did you see that uh, Mara Balotelli <laughs> there it is. reignited his. Uh, feud with former Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers this week. I did because it's in the running order. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it's also when was it ignited? Yeah. I don't remember it. Be oh god, they fall out. It just falls out with everyone. Well, he left under Rodgers, I think, didn't he? So I know, but that's not feud worthy, is it? Well, Mario Balotelli under a plume of smoke. Yeah. Well, I was about to say it's been a bad week for Rodgers. You know, Celtic um, crashing out of Europe. You know, not having a good time of it uh, on the continent. And then Mario Balotelli says Brendan Rodgers is the worst coach I have ever had. Now. I actually, he then sort of counters his own point here by saying he was number one as far as training sessions were concerned, what with keeping possession of the ball and the small-sided games. And you think, well, hang on, if mm. you're Rogers, you go, well, maybe I've not yeah. come across too badly there. But as a person, he was a disaster. <laughs> but there's a couple of points I'd make on that. Right. One is that um, it's particularly mean-spirited given that from memory... Brendan Rodgers was the one who took a chance on Balotelli and was like yeah. really supportive of him and took him to Liverpool, who are a massive club, yeah. and said, let's see what you can do. I believe mm-hmm. in you. So that's actually really mean, isn't it? Um, and the second thing is, as you've alluded to there, that's not a, a, that's not a coach issue. That's a person issue. Yeah. And everyone knows Brendan Rodgers is a maniac anyway, so who cares? It's not no, but, people, news, is but it? players tend to like playing for Rodgers. Yeah, but there's, there's the other side to it where by um, Rodgers shows that side to him to Balotelli and then Balotelli doesn't think it's reciprocated because when Balotelli takes a piss, he thinks, well, you understand, you know what I'm like. And it's like, well, yeah, you're supposed to meet me halfway with this Right, kind of yeah, 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 so, what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a bit harsh on Rodgers. 
I do too. But it's good to have him in the headlines, and he'll be pleased with that, won't he? He'll be very pleased with that. <laughs> yeah. uh, absolutely. Let's talk about the Europa Conference League. Thanks Can very I much. Just quickly bring it back to the Liverpool last game. Okay. To, um, I don't know if any, anyone watched it here mm-hmm. or in the country outside of Liverpool. Uh, there was a point where they were talking about the stadium redevelopment, and I did enjoy Steve McManaman talking about it as if he'd been the foreman on the project. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, just a bit, bit of redevelopment. Yeah, yeah, new, <laughs> more seats. Yeah, <laughs> fine, that fine. Could, it's all going fine. That should be the that should be the briefing note that he gave. Um, just put a lot of new seats up there. Fine, that'll be fine. Yeah. It's absolutely not going fine because for my dad's seventieth birthday, I bought him tickets to Anfield, and it was we didn't know, but it was in the new section, and then we got told that we can't go because it's not ready no. yet. Now I'm, I'm now I'm against it. Yeah. I mean, how many different football teams do your family support out of interest? Is it just a random select, like a tombola? Yeah. I think it's four in the house of four. <laughs> yeah. And only because my mum likes the name Aston Villa. <laughs> That's Tom Hanks-esque. Yeah, it is Tom Hanks. Bit, yeah. Prince William. Yeah. Who is it? Tom Hanks and Prince William were the famous David Aston Cameron. David Cameron. David Cameron. He, he got mixed up and said he supported West Ham that time. Oh, West Ham, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I listened to Corn. Yeah. Only the dubstep stuff. Aston Villa uh, beat uh, Legia Warsaw 2-1. Last night, Unai Emery said he wanted to get revenge on Legia Warsaw. Um, they took that well, didn't they? Uh, yeah, well, Legia <laughs> Warsaw fans were not allowed inside the ground after violence towards police before the game. So, all a bit unsavoury there. Um, but it's another win for Villa in the Euro- Europa Conference League, which is because of Unai Emery, and also not just because of Emery, because of the football they're playing. We expect them to win that competition, don't we, Vision? Yeah, well, even the, like, the seriousness of, oh, we want to get revenge, like, chill out, mate, it's the Europa Conference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Save it for yeah. the weekend. Yeah. That's why he wins these competitions. Yeah. I think th- we lost three total in the first, no one remembers. <laughs> yeah. No one cares. Do you have any idea how many football matches are played you every season? In the dressing room before, you remember what these blokes <laughs> to us no, no. <laughs> oh, who are they again <laughs> three minutes yeah. on you just watch that do you not remember yeah. that remember what happened in Poland what in the war not in the war oh. <laughs> in the Warsaw yeah. I mentioned it once <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is um, you, 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 you're right to make the point I think it was Jim made the point earlier about the difference between the Champions League and the other two European competitions yeah. is that you know you don't really, and I know Andy's a fond a fond of saying this, you don't really pay that much attention to these other two till about the quarterfinal stage, mm. and really, and also given the the amount of money on a, on offer for or that's available, I suppose, and spending power to teams like Aston Villa, they have to. It's, it's a minimum yeah. semi-final job. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. And that's even before you put Emery yeah. in, the, in the mix as well, who's yeah. got an amazing pedigree. Well, Brassel um, sucked the romance out of West Ham's uh, Europa League win, didn't he, by saying, well, look at the budget they have. You know, of course they should mm. be winning a tournament like that, which I, I think is a touch harsh, um, and I think there was plenty of romance there. But you, the, the, there the is point a point. stands, though. And yeah. also, I can't remember a competition that's had such a heavy favourite before. Mm. And that's part of the pressure that Villa have to deal with, right? Yeah. They just have to just be awake they and do take have it to deal seriously. With that, that's right, they do have to deal with that. But they also have to deal with the idea that um, 99% of the other teams in the competition are much worse yeah, than Yeah, do, do, do you think that would be an argument if, if, if Emery was like, well, you, you guys are heavy favourites for this, yeah, but we have to deal with that. You, you've, <laughs> you've, you've lost to Mostar over two legs. It was a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to work. It's not easy being favourite. But, but I don't think it's unfair to say that it is a nuisance for Aston Villa as well. Bear in mind that they want to try and break into the top four, well, establish uh, themselves in the top six. Yeah. We know fundamentally that the Thursday weekend um, mm-hmm. rigmarole doesn't work particularly well and it helped that West Ham, by the time they were taking it seriously, had basically got themselves out of trouble last year. You're right. They're going very well in the league and they are two points off the top. So do they concentrate on the title 
or uh, the Conference League. I think the, if you're a Villa fan, the experience is incredible. But they will get to they will get to a stage um, if they maintain this position come February, where they're like, you know what, it's just not as important. Mm, what a shame. Um, elsewhere in the Europa Conference League, Aberdeen came from behind to draw 2-2 with HJK Helsinki in Finland. Yeah. Not the trip you want to be making at the end of November, of course. The game was briefly stopped because some Aberdeen fans were throwing <laughs> snowballs at <laughs> the Helsinki say, goalkeeper. This was the best game mm. I've seen this season. <laughs> McDonald's goal, Aberdeen's first goal. Oh, yeah. My, I, I don't want to overkill, but it was one of the great goals of our time. <laughs> of any time. I just... It, it, the way it sits up, yeah. and, uh, not one for getting on the score sheet generally. It looks, you, oh. it looks better because of the weather as well. It's gorgeous. Yeah, the way it's out because the ground was firmer because it was frozen. Yeah. Mm. Like it just, yeah, it's perfect. This was this it? was like watching the game in the past. It was it was well, but it's it's a it's a fake pitch though, isn't it? So it is. But mind you, Loftus Road. They didn't. They didn't. Um, Kenilworth Road as well. There you go. They, they didn't um, paint the lines a different colour. No, why so would no you? one knew what was happening. No. They had an orange ball, which is obviously great. They kept to running see. off into the town before well, they gave the thing, a throw. The thing was, there was a point in the second half. There was a moment where um, a ball gets played through, mm. and the Aberdeen goalkeeper Roos, I think it is, um, thirty could, yards out, picks it up. No, you could tell he didn't know. He wasn't quite sure. He had to. He, it, it was already out of his area, mm. and he had to come back and come back so he could pick it up. You just got booted. But, but he couldn't see where the line was. Yeah, I mean, there was and, a that, and, and should that be happening in top level football? The answer is absolutely yes, it should. <laughs> yeah, and we should remove all lines immediately. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, there was a ten minute delay in the second half as a snowplow came on to oh, clear the pitch. Oh, it's great. <laughs> it's like a zamboni for those of you who like ice hockey. It was like a zamboni, and 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 the other thing that was really great about it was that um, they. They delayed it because the snowballs, as you said. They delayed it because they had to clear the snow. They had like mm. three or four snow plows on there, and the players went off, and then they started warming up again. And it was thinking about minus six at the time. And uh, I, I actually think the the um, the players went off for twelve minutes, based on my watching of it. Uh, four minutes injury time at the end. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's two all. There's still a t- any team can win. Nah, get them off. We're, we're, everyone's yeah, fucking pissed off. It has stopped the clock. It's too cold. Get oh, everyone home. Well, it what? was great to watch. It was a brilliant game. I'm glad Aberdeen got something out of it because obviously they're, they're already out. But those are the away trips. They'll remember that one. It was fantastic. And there was three Helsinki fans in the crowd, tops off, oh, jumping around. Come on. It was brilliant. Good boys. It was great stuff to watch. Proper men. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, let's go back That's to the... what makes you a man. Indeed, it Get is. Get your top off now. Uh, yeah, it's already off. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to the Premier League. Uh, Newcastle United are hosting Manchester United on Saturday night. The last time uh, the two met, Newcastle hammered Manchester United at Old Trafford in the Carabao Cup. Of course, Manchester United licking their wounds um, after that uh, unwanted draw uh, in uh, Galata- well in uh, Istanbul, should I say, against Galatasaray. Uh, Vish, this is this is not ideal to come home and then face um, what will be perhaps a, a raucous St James's Park with people when their tops perhaps. off. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> eight pm on a Saturday. Perhaps. <laughs> Ramble reaction was like a therapy session. I loved it. Yeah, yeah. You going Jurgen Klopp? Are you saying that it should be a Sunday game? I think generally, I think it would be better for United if it was a top thirty. Which game. United? Manchester United. Thank yeah. you. Well done, Marcus. Um, Fucking no. absolute arrogance from Alan, Alan Pardew over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he said that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, As Newcastle um, manager. The the only thing that is working in Manchester United's favour going into this is the fact that Newcastle United expended so much energy. In the PSG game, and were then yeah. disappointed. Yeah, and have but, no but, players as well. Well, pick. yeah, well, that, that's part of them being knackered because they didn't make mm. any subs. So you're in a situation there where, you know, that could play into Manchester United's favour. But at the same time, 
like Newcastle at home have been so so good, and there is an absolute there is a there is an opportunity there to just forget about midweek for Newcastle. <clears throat> yeah, and if you think of also the situation that Manchester United find themselves in, where they are. Interest, there's a lot of introspection which they can't really do anything about. Like, mm-hmm. Anana's not suddenly going to be pulled out of the firing line for this game. He might do after this game, but very much everything that was in place that was a mistake in midweek will still be in place on the weekend. Mm. So, yeah. so it's, what, what's really interesting about it is that um, there's, ni- there's, there's likely to be 19 players out unavailable across both teams going into this game, which mm. I, I don't remember any time I can think of, but that's happened. It's, it's just really shows you how much football these players are being asked to play yeah. and how ridiculous it's now got, particularly with that um, that World Cup in um, over Christmas as well. So that, that's that's really an issue because it means that you know fans who are paying to go and watch the game, fans who are paying to watch it on telly, they're just not getting the product they have paid for yeah. because of the decisions that have been made by a ridiculous set of um, organisers at the top of the game. But... The other thing I'd like to say about this game is just that Newcastle will probably have 11 of those 19 out. So basically a full 11 mm. out and unavailable for whatever reason. But when you look at the 11 they could play, I think that's an 11 that could beat me. You know? Well, it's not bad, is it? Yeah. <clears throat> you, 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 they'll, I mean, the back four will be Livermento, Lascelles, Shah and Trippier. Mm. Pope in goal. No. I mean, he's, he played brilliantly against PSG. Yeah. Um, Joel Linton, Gimares and Miley, who's... Coming, yeah, yeah, a yeah, great yeah. prospect, and then Anthony Gordon and Almer on either side of Isaac. That's a good eleven. Just a, yeah. It is a good eleven. So yeah. I mean, I know that, I know that Newcastle fans will be screaming, "Yeah, but all these players we've got missing," and I understand the frustration there. But based on what we've seen with this Man United team, um, Newcastle can beat them. Even though Man United, as you guys mentioned midweek, are a, they're a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde character in the Premier League. They're not actually that bad. No. Well, we were talking about this on Reacts, but then Vish did point out. I mean, look, a win's a win's a win, and all that. But the, but the, but the recent victories have been. You know, not the most convincing and against not the best opposition. They've still got those wins, though. I mean, the 3 0 win at Goodison, I thought, given that, well, other Everton, than that. Have, Everton have been, um, have got a lot of reasons to really kick on and, and galvanise. Yeah. And they got completely outdone by United from the start, really. This is a very different prospect, though, isn't it? Newcastle Definitely. are a lot more organised. Uh, oh, I think Newcastle will win. I think Newcastle will win. Yeah. Um, speaking of Andre Nana, did you see that video of him um, at full mm. time, a shot from sort of behind the goal? Where he's he's just all alone and he takes his gloves off and throws them on throws them on the ground yeah. and he's just looking very unhappy as you can imagine. Yeah, and the video is only about twenty five seconds long, um, but he just really really cuts a very sad and dejected yeah. figure. It was, it was sad. What the, the Man United leak is in full spring still as well because there has been a lot. Of, there's been talk that he's worried about losing his place um, when he goes to the Afcon because mm-hmm. uh, obviously obviously someone else would have to step in yeah. Um, and it shows you sort of where his mind's at if he's worried that if anyone else even gets a chance he's not getting back in there and it's a strange one isn't it because obviously we've there's been some high profile mistakes from Manana we all know that we've all seen them but he's he's shown the good side of his game as well a lot like he's he's made some really really good saves he's had some really excellent he games he signed so on merit absolutely yeah and and he's 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 had good displays as well. It's a strange one. I don't think it's going to be one of those bizarre situations where I suppose Kepper would be a sort of comparable one where he comes in with a big big reputation, loses a bit of confidence, never really gets it back. Um, well, Kepper's playing at Real Madrid now. He, he is, but I'm, I'm, in terms of his career at a particular club, mm. it's sort of he he didn't really recover from it. Did so he? Anana he's playing, he's playing at Real Madrid on loan as well. Yeah, so so what you're saying is Anana may go on loan to a bigger and better club. And- <laughs> 
have a lovely sure, old time. Sure, Mark, <laughs> that's just what, what I'm saying. That's what Kepa's done. That's what I'm know? saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, but I'm talking about an honest <laughs> no, okay. situation. Jim, do you not remember Marcus like, massively defending <laughs> Kepa all the way through his Chelsea reign when I said yeah. that he just doesn't make any saves? I thought that was Claudio Bravo. Yeah. There's been so many of them. That's yeah. true, yeah. Um, look, I, I understand no, but, what you mean. And, and Anana's not suddenly become a bad goalkeeper overnight. It, 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 one does have to, 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 to look at the team and go, you know, is it because he's playing in this team? Now, I, I think that might be a bit harsh, you know, that especially with that second goal against Galatasaray. I think both of them. I don't think you can blame anyone else for those, can you? Yeah, but I'm just saying, is it sort of symptomatic of being a part of this side? I... I I but but you you made the point when we did the reacts on mm. Wednesday night yeah. that if he was making mistakes that tallied with what he was being asked yeah, to do, such so as yeah. play the ball, you know, more from his feet, mm-hmm. then yeah, you can attribute that to like right, maybe you're not up to scratch here. Yeah, but this is just like save the ball when it's shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way, but the way I see it is, is slightly different. I, I I remember that conversation you guys had, and I didn't find too much to disagree with. But what what I, what I think is relevant here is the idea that if you if you're playing for an organisation. That is completely adrift. Like, there's no leadership at the top of the club. No one really knows what's happening. No, as Jim said, they're leaking all over the place because people are unhappy. The manager's not really in control. As Marcus said on um, on Wednesday, you know, it, it, he's now in danger of just becoming another post Ferguson manager, mm. right? Well, what's the difference between the other players that are p- performing quite badly who have come with big reputations like a Mason Mount or yeah. one or two others? Well, the difference is Andrew Nana plays in goal. Mm. So if Mason Mount does has a start to, the, to his main United career that he's had because they're such a big club mm-hmm. and because he's playing in midfield and because there's a lot of other players in that club outfield who have not been playing very well no one really says anything Mason Mount costs a fucking shitload of money yeah. mm-hmm. how, many, how many times do people uh, talk about him not very much money if he's a goalkeeper like Anana is who came for a shitload of money a year after signing for Inter and playing in the Champions League final there's just nowhere to hide yeah it's so no insulation I'm not, ex- say, yeah, yeah. I'm not excusing his performances because I actually think he's been very good Although conversely, I do think he's a good goalkeeper. I just think there's nobody to hide in that environment in that situation, and that's why he's getting a lot of press. He yeah. got papped dropping his car keys a little while ago. Didn't oh, he? see you know, that doesn't kind of stuff it. Yeah. doesn't. Didn't used to happen, did it? Uh, Manchester United fans were outraged that Eric Ten Hag hugged Hakim Ziyech at full time because he played under him at Ajax. Vish, you were one of those outraged United fans. No, I don't I think this is massively overblown. I think the story itself, like people, a few people <laughs> tweeted sun, about it. It like, was the Sun, and they actually yeah. said in the headline, May United fans sickened. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. You world, can't have friends in football. In another world, whatever the press complaints commissioner called now, I can't remember. I'd love for yeah. them to get involved here and say, "Right, the son, you are going to find me." <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. More than one because you've said fans, yeah. plural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who were physically made sick yes. by the act <laughs> not of on Eric Ten Hag talking back and saying, "And if you can find two, we won't find you a lot of money." <laughs> well. Eric Ten Hag, will he be hugging any of the Newcastle players after the full time whistle? <laughs> All of them. After uh, a 3-0 defeat. Would, would that outrage you, Vish, if, if, if Newcastle won 3-0 and Ten Hag went up and hugged every single one of the Newcastle players? Well, if he if he hugged whoever scored the winner, I'd be a bit annoyed. Would if, it, like, what, after, right after the goal. What if he high-fived them? I'd like it. If he runs onto the pitch and joins in the celebration <laughs> after yeah. the goal. Yeah, like I'd like Steve Bruce on that. <laughs> I'd like him to hug every Newcastle United player and then on the way down the tunnel get left hanging for a high-five with Jaden Sancho. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jalen Sanchez just said with his lunchbox. <laughs> yeah. Are you looking forward to the match, though? No, of course I am he's actually. Not. I know I am. He I'm, is. He's a liar. He's, he's not, not lying. He loves football. He loves Saturday nights. What? Watch you know, it. Watching it with my. Watch it, I'm actually watching it with my family, which would be quite nice. Including your brother, who seems Including to have incredible skill at getting under your skin. And, yeah. and supports Newcastle United. And supports Newcastle. Yeah. yeah. It's mainly the Newcastle stuff. Yeah. Also, it's easier because he sends me voice notes whenever United, Manchester United do badly. And now he'll be in the room, which I'm sure won't be annoying at all. The voice notes he sent you, you've played them to us. He basically goes, ooh, doesn't he? No, he, he does a laugh. Oh, it's yeah. a laugh, is it's it? It's a laugh, yeah. And he used to do the, didn't he used to do the Sue? Yeah. Sue, yeah. So a, a Man United sort of keeping your <laughs> kind of relationship alive, really. I not, don't not think all brothers helping. communicate that often, do they? I don't think it's helping, actually. <laughs> I do quite like, though, that he, that he does that. I met a chap who... Um, was a big Hibs fan recently and he said that his uncle who's a Hearts fan every time Hibs concede a goal <laughs> concede a goal not losing it concede a goal he just texts him whoops <laughs> <laughs> so annoying that's brilliant so irritating yeah. it's wonderful absolutely yeah. wonderful it's basically like a Sky Sports score centre update <laughs> very specific no. Dedica- he's only getting paid for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's on it. He oh my goodness, Hibs are playing today. Quick. Before we go for a break, do join us tomorrow for a brand new Ramble Mailbag because we've got some excellent questions from your good self. We'll be talking about the best atmospheres we've ever experienced live, how fans in England perceive fans of their club from overseas and we're hearing a feel-good story about an 80-year-old referee in Norway who, quite frankly, doesn't take any shite. Mm. Um, do catch that tomorrow and, of course, subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Right. Whoops. Let's have a quick break. <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. Major problems with it. For me, looking at that video, that cat hadn't done anything wrong. Welcome back to the football ramble, everybody. It's so it's mental that happened. Timeless. This is unbelievable that happened. What the the actual? No, the, the act is horrific. Yeah. But the fact they got Graham who has to comment on it in that way, and he did mm. it, is is he's just always remarkable. Well, I mean, Marcus was giving tips on similar things earlier in the show. True, so have, you, have you changed your tune on this? Marcus is the only person I know to be Team Zoomer in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, I hate cats uh, Manchester City uh, hosts Spurs I, I don't really no you should be kind to all animals and Absolutely. even kinder to human beings yeah. um, Manchester City hosts Spurs uh, Sunday at 4.30 what's wrong with that? I don't, I don't know I don't know, but not at the expense of human beings. Just very, very quick life advice. I yeah. enjoyed it. But I haven't really got time to solve all of humanity's problems. But I'll give it a quick go. Here's a couple of nuggets. Here's a, a couple of starters. Here's a quick go and a link. I just, I'll, I'll give you a link. Can you save humankind? I'll give you one link. 
Um, Jake Humphrey. Yeah. Oh, you are a bit like Jake Humphrey. Piss yeah. off. Spurs are on a run of three successive defeats. Have you guys noticed how few Spurs fans are up in your mentions now? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's got, it's gone. You know that sometimes you see those graphs of Google searches for the millennium bug? Yeah, yes, like yeah, around yeah. 90, like yeah. around August 1999. Yeah. Well, for about two or three months. Has it, has it months. come back to the Millennium Bug? No, you're right, man. Oh, okay. 2038, apparently it will. Oh. Not, not it, but a similar issue. <laughs> similar issue. Um, Spurs fans are the same. First two or three months of the season, yeah. you couldn't move for them, could you? Oi, they're it, everywhere. They're better than Portsmouth, though, aren't they? They are better than Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's a prize there more anyone wants to win. The Spurs are languishing down in fifth now at four points off um, Arsenal, who are top of the league. Uh, don't do that wanker sign, Jim. There's no need for that. That is just my face. And uh, I find that offensive. Uh, I've explained that to you before. <laughs> um, Paul Merson has warned Ange Postacoglu to change his tactics. He did this while he had his hand on his throat. No, he, um, <laughs> he he said that it could turn out like Arsenal's infamous 8-2 defeat at Old Trafford yeah. if he doesn't switch this around. Because it's like he's tried to have a dig, but he's dropped a grenade in his own pants in doing so. <laughs> yeah. Don't mention that. Don't mention literally the worst moment in our modern history. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, what, what do you think? Though? I mean, Spurs, we know Ange likes to attack and, and Spurs have been doing that. Even if they're down to nine men, they still like to kind of try and take the game to the opposition. Uh, should they do that against Manchester City, Vish? Because what else could they do? Well, I think that decision will have will will end up being forced upon them because of Benton Kerr's injury, which means Hoiberg's going to be in that midfield. He's going to start in that midfield. Uh-huh. He's just a you know more, a much more defensive player. He does. I, I think he does move forward quite well. He's certainly quite good at passing forward, but I think fundamentally because he doesn't burst through, he doesn't like. I, I don't think you see him as one of these like perpetual motion figures that Angie seems to love. I think naturally there will be a bit more stabilised in that regard. It'll almost work as an anchor, really, and prevent mm-hmm. them from like really throwing themselves forward. But I don't know. Like, would you? The whole point, his his whole thing has been about not ceding any ground, not going back on his principles. In part because you're still at a stage with Spurs where where they have to be imprinted, and they're not quite imprinted yet. But I don't really see any other way that they approach it. In in, in terms of, they can't go at Man City because a that's fo- foolish and everyone knows that's foolish. But B, they just don't have the personnel to do it as effectively. Mm. And also we've seen, sorry, very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Also we've seen that because they have so few options up top now, mm. players like Brennan Johnson and Song Hyun Min end up playing the whole game. Yeah. Mm. And they're cooked by about 60 minutes. Yeah, so, so on that, I mean, I think that there might be a feeling that's crept in uh, that uh, three-time manager of the month winner, Ange Postacoglu, can only play one way. I'd be surprised if that was the case. Yeah, I would I mean, as well. We know it's not true. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I mean, it's well, yeah, too yeah, successful yeah. for that to be the case. Exactly. So, the, so would it be the most uh, outrageous thing to think that they might play on the break? But the question is, the question is, that's only part of the question. Yes. The main overall question is how, how what personnel do they have to do it? Yeah. yeah. Because if we're going to talk about Newcastle United and May United having players missing, Spurs also have about, I think eleven players. Yeah, out. they've got some key players. So they're gonna they're gonna struggle to play in the way that Ange would want to play anyway because mm-hmm. he hasn't got the players available. But we know that top level managers though they can set up differently for for a particular game. You know, this is yeah. this is this yeah. is how you earn your money, right? Well, after the Chelsea game, he did say that you know this is how we play. We're not going to compromise on our principles, as Fish alluded to earlier. Mm-hmm. And I suppose this is the ultimate test of of how yeah. how true that is, right? In terms of of how much he's going to stick to a particular philosophy. Mm. 
away at Man City with all these personnel issues. I mean, if they still go hell for leather, you have to you have to admire it in a way. In a way, I kind of want that because I think... Yeah, it's a great game. It's a game of the weekend. Yeah. It would be fascinating to watch. Definitely. And I think that... There is that kind of thing with Man City if you you know you try and camp out on the edge of the box, which I'd be very surprised if they did, because as you say, that's just not the way he wants to play. There's always that thing of have a go. Now, as you say, Vish, you know, have a go in football. We can't because we don't have the ball and they're squeezing us. You know, it's, it's that sometimes people just say, well, I let the hand break off. No, they've put the hand break on our <laughs> car. Do you know what I mean? Like we they've can't taken break. out the wheels. Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. So, so sometimes these things are a bit, bit stupid. But... Um, you know they are where they are in the league. They've they've had a good season thus far. The last three results have, have, haven't been there. I am intrigued as to see how they yeah. will play. So so, so you, you've got to look at how um, the fact that Spurs have actually got a reasonable record against Man City. Mm. Right? They've won three of the last five in the league. So they mm. in in February of 2022 they beat them three two at City, and the way they did it is by basically having hardly any of the ball, yeah. but being ruefully efficient, ruthlessly efficient when they. When they did get it, I like the idea of being and ruefully efficient. Ruth, oh, yeah. We've scored. Kind of, kind of were a wee bit. Because <laughs> what cost? You, oh, we've we scored, but we've angered them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and there were a couple of goals late on. Jimmy Mara's got a penalty in the 90th minute, mm-hmm. and, and Kane scored um, very, very late as well. So there is a blueprint there for them. I just think you know we can talk about precedent, and we can talk about previous games, and talk about the fact that Spurs have shown themselves to be good. Um, when they've got players available and they play in the way that Postacoglu wants them to play. And they should be credited, and he should be credited, for the speed in which they've taken on board Definitely. his ideas. Because it's been yeah. a shit show beforehand. Mm-hmm. To two managers before, it's been shit on a stick stuff. It's been awful for a large part of it. So He's, he's won three Manager of the Month awards. I know I've yeah. mentioned that a few times. And we, but to- just, and we, and we but totally I- understand why why people like him and why Spurs yeah. fans are happy. And I, you know, I had a little dig at them earlier, but that's, that's the way it goes. They're going to have to play with... Le Celso um, alongside Basuma probably and they're going to have to play Brian Hill aka the human feather on, on the left <laughs> wing right and and what, you, what you're looking for as a manager I expect is you, you're looking at players like Hill and Lo Celso one of whom who's not found it, not found it very easy to play in the Premier League the physicality of it and the other one who was out on loan last season who's not really been he's someone who's been surplus to plans you'd have thought mm. He's going to need to get performances out of them. And he's going to need to get um, a 90-minute performance out of really big players. And something Vish had alluded to earlier, it's very, very difficult to do. So, look, if they approach this in a naive way, they'll get absolutely fucking crucified. Mm -hmm. That's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, But football doesn't always tend to work out like that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, Big news concerning Manchester City is that they and the Premier League have agreed a date for a trial over their 115 financial breaches. It's been pencilled, and I do stress pencilled, in for late autumn next year. A reminder that they are being accused of breaching 115 regulations over 14 seasons from 2009-10 onwards. Now, if the trial does go ahead without any delays... Um, uh, at that time, then a verdict wouldn't be expected until probably summer 2025. Either side can appeal, of course. Manchester City cannot go to the Court of Arbitration uh, for sport this time, where they successfully had their Champions League ban overturned, though. Yeah. So, again, with regards to this, people are saying the earliest you might get some sort of verdict is 2025, but that's without delays. You could have appeals and so on. And bearing in mind the investigation was opened back in February 2018. Yeah. Well, they're on record. Manchester City are on record, aren't they? They're, um, people, I forget the exact specific individual, but an individual mm-hmm. associated with Man City is on record as saying we would rather spend fifty million pound on the best lawyers in the world to yeah. delay this inevitably than actually do it. The so, chairman, yeah, it was the chairman, was it? Okay. Yeah, um... So, so you know, at least you know, at the moment, at least we can hope that 
a decision we've made in the summer, yeah. not when the football season is actually happening, which I think is hugely problematic for, for several reasons. And and I would I would just add that um, there's a really interesting article on the Athletic ri- uh, written by a friend of the Ramble, Oliver Kay, about specifically the Everton situation, but it's it covers a lot of this other stuff. Uh-huh. And the phrase, the, the terms in there that he uses is essentially that the uh, people in, in charge of football at the top of the game in England have enjoyed like 30 years of real unprecedented yeah. growth yeah. without tackling any of the regulatory and legal challenges that come along with it. They yeah. basically just pushed it and pushed it and pushed it. And as a result, we have no framework to mm. deal with this kind of stuff. It's so ad hoc that um, it seems to be everyone's just standing there, you know, just hanging in the breeze. And so who knows what's going to happen, well, if, any, if anything? Uh, yeah, I mean, Guardiola has repeatedly defended uh, Manchester City, of course, over these allegations recently, saying we are innocent until guilt is proved. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, that's, that's, he also that's said he'll manage them in League One, didn't he, yeah. um, if, if that happens. But his contract... Imagine being the support of the team at the top of fucking League One and he pipes <laughs> up with that stuff. Not now, Pep! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but his contract is over by the time this is apparently going to come through. Summer 2025. So if that yeah. does happen, he'll be like, my fob doesn't work. Yeah, like, I, so I, I, I said I'd stick I, around, I, but I... I can't. I cannot tell you how pompy it would be for them <laughs> to go yeah. automatic yeah. promotion yeah. at a league world for the first time nope. in how many years and Man City come in <laughs> and Pompey finish fucking third and yeah. there's and that's the game. And, and they get knocked out yeah. the first game of the playoffs. That's how it'd work. Yeah. That's how it would work. No, so. or even worse, you've You've got to the playoffs again. You've uh-huh. never won a playoff game in your entire history, which Pompey haven't. Who have we got? Man City. Oh, good. There cool. we are. Yeah. <laughs> they still got. The, surely they've sold all their players. No, there was nothing in their contracts. They didn't yeah. think it'd be a problem. They're all, all the same players. Uh, Pompey would lose to a Man City academy team <laughs> playing on their hands. That's mm. what would happen. Probably. So th- this whole situation is, um, it is. Let's be honest. It's going to go on for a long time, as we know, without any delays. And there are probably going to be de- mm. delays because of appeals and, and various, you know, chicanery that uh, that may happen, as as has been suggested by the chairman himself. Um, and it's beyond the understanding of, of most football fans, isn't it? Because it's so complicated. Mm-hmm. But it is also something that we all have, you know, a, a bit of a stake in because it's it's it fundamentally changes the landscape of both the Premier League and the Champions League. It affects so much. It has, it has changed football to such a huge degree that I think we should have more access to it and I think we should perhaps even frame it as entertainment. So <laughs> I'm suggesting all or nothing with lead investigator, no, formal fi- financial fraud investigator, Mark Goldbridge. Imagine <laughs> yeah. imagine if he could look at the accounts, it, it would be absolutely fascinating. Like he a Netflix like two a, crime series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He'd be like a dog with a number of appendages. It would be pure <laughs> partridge. Uh-huh. It would it would just be golden. But I don't I don't want to watch any more content with Mark Goldbridge. It's already too much. I while I agree with that, I think I would make an exception for this. Okay. Well, write it up. <laughs> um, that's I, my pitch before we uh, <laughs> before we um, uh, go to our bet um, Everton away to Nottingham Forest on Saturday at 5.30 um, can Everton get back on the wagon after that shellacking by Manchester United I think there's you could frame the question on Forest as well because they're in a situation where suddenly Steve Cooper is looking a bit iffy in his post, and mm-hmm. it's a, I reckon it's going to be a really entertaining game, and I'm glad it's on TV. So, so I was in the I was in the US last week, and I was in the fortunate position to be able to watch Brighton versus Nottingham Forest live on Ooh, telly no at way. three o'clock. Whoa! Um, and it was a really good game, and Brighton obviously emerged how they emerged, but they ceded control of the game, right? And Forest really were very unfortunate to get something out of it. Yeah, and um, by the end of it. 
Um, and whenever I see Forrest play, and the reason I mention this is because whenever I see Forrest play, I always find quite a lot to like about them. Yeah. There's quite a lot of exciting mm-hmm. players to watch. Yeah. Um, and they always seem to be a threat. Um, but the results, you know, are, are kind of roughly commensurate with a side, you know, the, of the quality of Forrest mm. in the Premier League. But the issue is, and Vish has alluded to it there, but the, the explicit way of saying it is that their owner is completely mad. Yeah. And at some point will probably make what I think is quite a stupid decision to relieve Steve Cooper of his post, upon which time they'll get relegated. Um, because whoever they replace him with probably won't be as good. Whether that's going to happen between now and um, tomorrow, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it probably will happen between now and the end of the season, just chiefly because Maranakis' track record is so um, capricious. Yeah, I'm, Which is why last season when, uh, when, well, were in a, when we were in a bit of trouble and they gave him a new contract, yeah. so we were like, okay, this is interesting. And, and they gave him a new contract, if you remember, in, a, in at the end of a week where um, there were journalists who have got good contacts at that club saying it looks like he's going to go. Yeah, And yeah, then yeah, yeah. from nowhere he got a new contract. Mm. And that to me suggests just real caprice on behalf of the mm. owner. And also a sense that, of wanting to shut up the press, which is not necessarily what you the, need to be focusing right, on. Yeah. Right. Nice for a uh, mention for caprice. Though. Yeah. Tony Adams, uh, uh, the yeah. only way Tony Adams was getting on this Great show. Great 90s stuff. Um, yeah. But... Uh... <laughs> But Forrest, a bit like with with Fulham and a number of clubs around there, are just happy that um, that Burnley, Sheffield United, and and, and Luton are haven't really uh, done much at yeah. all this season. I know that sounds very very silly. But that's how it always happens at the bottom of the Premier League. You're yeah. hoping for three teams to be worse than you. But, so, but, so, but last weekend, I shifted the onus back on Everton to a point well, because of Bournemouth and Luton's wins. Yeah, well, but Bournemouth, I think they're okay. They're picking up wins. But yeah, Luton are the ones where you think, oh, okay, they've they've got something there. Could they build? Um, Sheffield United, of course, play Burnley um, uh, uh, tomorrow. Um, so yes, the, Everton. When when people think, oh, they'll be okay because you know there's three other teams that are that are, are poorer than them and and, and whatnot. Well, that, suddenly they're five points from safety. Yeah, but I think Everton's. Yeah. I think Everton's points deduction will be reduced on appeal. Do you think? Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's it could, we don't it could, know that. That's, do we? Well, well, it could also go up because you know the new account. Sorry, the accounts for this year are going to be submitted in it December. There's no way to go up. Yeah, no, no, but it can. No, like it can. Sean, Sean Dyche said yesterday that it, he, well, he's, he's aware that that it being a possibility. Well, let's but, but playing with what we know is no, no, the sure, situation. Sure. Yeah, but, but like, you're right yeah. to say that though. Um, is that Everton? You know, they think to themselves, "Okay, we've been a little bit, bit resurgent." It's suddenly, you don't want to be, you know, eight points clear from safety. You don't, you know. So, it is. Well, I, think, I think also just to bring it in very quickly, Mark, because this might fall on deaf ears on your side of the table, but it also shows actually just how vital that last-minute goal for William for Fulham was. Yes, oh, Fulham, completely. Fulham play Liverpool next. Yeah. You don't expect them to get anything out of that. I wouldn't know. <laughs> if, they, if, they hadn't, if they hadn't turned that game around against Wolves yeah. in a way that almost made Gary O'Neill spontaneously combust, yeah. um, they would be right in the thick of but it That's well. why I keep mentioning them, because yeah. Fulham at the moment are not scoring goals. Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, they, they are down there. But um, anyway, uh, Sheffield uh, United and Burnley is a very interesting one tomorrow, as is Forest versus Everton. All eyes on the bottom. Um, oh, chaps. Um, All eyes on your bottom, as ever. Uh, well, rear of the year I'm up for. Um, uh, it's it's also the FA Cup second round this weekend. Yeah. Yes. Um, Porsche back in it. How how many games are going to be called off because of the weather? Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I know. Jeez. But Horsham, uh, they do face Sutton United on Saturday at 3 p.m. after being reinstated. It's incredible because they, they they they've got at least a chance of beating Sutton United. Oh, they do. And they thought they were dead and buried. That's right. And they could find themselves with a big money tie against them in, in the third round. That would be great, wouldn't yeah. it? That'd be superb. Eighth tier Ramsgate, who are the lowest ranked side left, head to. Um, Andy Brassel's AFC Wimbledon. Yeah, Ramsgate have lost to AFC Totten this season, the team who I've actually watched play live. But will they lose to AFC Wimbledon? Uh, 
Can we please all together oh, hope yeah. that yeah. they do? Yeah, yeah. Because for Brassel's sake, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And he'll do that thing he always does. Oh, yeah, but I'm more of a European football guy. So yeah, 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 yeah. Until Wimbledon get a win and he's all about it. Yeah, um, anyway, it's time for the Rambalaka with Betfair. Um, with Betfair this season, you can build your football accumulators with their 90-minute payout, where all winning selections will be paid out at 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. Um, to put that in perspective for you, if your team's winning... And then they concede after 90 minutes, you still get protected. It's actually a lot more exciting and a lot more um, impressive than it sounds in that read. So today and every Friday, we're building our acre of four match odds, 90 bets from across the Premier League. Now, Marcus, you are up first. I just want to say this before you get stuck in here, yeah. that um, you are on a hat-trick that no one wants. You started out very, very strongly. You mm-hmm. had the best um, win ratio of anyone on the show. Spurs. And now, yeah, and now you've gone <laughs> two... Uh, poor ones Although in a row. frustratingly, Pete inherited my bet last week. Yeah, he did. But that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. what went it out was, on the broadcast, you it was yours. It. Yeah, yeah, it was yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get an assist. <laughs> so you need to bounce back here. Yeah, I've, 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 I think this is a fairly bold bet. I've gone for Crystal Palace to win away at West Ham. Mm. Well, let's not bother doing the rest of the fucking picks then, because that's not going to happen, is it? Do you not think? <laughs> the only thing going for that bet is that West Ham have played in Europe. Yeah. Okay. Palace, <laughs> need, Palace need a win. I should have done you last. Um, <laughs> Palace to win. Jim, um, you've you've got actually a very poor record, mate. You've got six out of 13, which is now under 50%. Under 50%. Out of 13? Yeah. It's, got, it's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> six out of 13 is under 50%. Unlucky for some. Whichever yeah. way you slice it. I think pre- it's all right. Presumably you're going for a banker. I am going for a banker, absolutely. I think Liverpool will beat Fulham um, quite violently. <laughs> I don't think anyone listening will mind you trying to get back on the horse in that fashion. Uh-huh. Uh, Vish, you have, um, you're now on three in a row. Um, yeah. Incorrect. So you're going for your fourth. Well, you're not going for it, but you might, have, <laughs> you might have your fourth incorrect one in a row. And we need you back on the horse as well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going for Everton to win away at Forest. They've got a very good away record. I've spoken about Forest being in a little bit of strife. Um, so yeah, I'm going for an. Everton win. Okay, so we've got two away wins out of three so far. I've gone for Arsenal to beat Wolves. First show back for a while. Well done. Need to <laughs> need to start out in the right way. Arsenal will get a penalty at least in that game. It'll, yeah. <laughs> I, I hate backing against uh, Gag O'Neill. You know that. Gag O'Neill. Um, but in this situation, I, I've gone for an Arsenal win. So in summary, Palace to win against West Ham um, at the London Stadium. Liverpool to beat Fulham at home. Everton to win against Forest and Arsenal to beat Wolves. A £10 bet with Betfair on that returns £126.72. And all that money, if we win, will go to Prostate Cancer UK. Plus, for every stoppage time goal in the Premier League this weekend, Betfair will donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK. That's actually raised quite a lot of money for Prostate Cancer UK already this season. We'll, we'll total it up, actually, and we'll um, we'll give an update next week. Uh, remember, with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their match odds 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by stoppage time drama won't be affected. And that's the same for our round blacker every week. And that is a reason to bet with Betfair instead of those other high street places. Uh, exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook, T's and C's apply, 18 plus only. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. And now it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. 
Yes, it's Jack's Encyclopedia. I'm in the hot seat this week, which I'm delighted about because I'm doing very poorly in this game lately. It is a simple game of categories. If you go too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's Orgasm and that will leave you a generous seven seconds. Huge controversy last week, which saw Andy lose in a tiebreaker against Vish after he answered DJ Grillo for English players who have won the Premier League. I didn't like that as a listener. I didn't like that. Genuinely, I hate saying this, I was Team Vish. The reason I didn't like it, sorry, Jim, I'm not trying to re- reassess it or relitigate it. I don't think I've ever won one of these. So I'm not, I've not got a vendetta against mm-hmm. anyone in particular. I just thought it was disrespectful to the game. What, what Vish did? Yeah. Now, hang on a minute. I've been pulled up before because I've said a player's surname. Oh, go on, first name, first name. Yeah. And I couldn't quite remember. Andy said something which, you know, who's DJ Grillo? Andy knows DJ Grillo's no. real name though, doesn't he? Well, he That's didn't say it though, did he? What well, I'm saying is I didn't, didn't like, I didn't like it generally. I think you should respect the game by using the full names at all times. Oh, so you oh, you were Team yeah. Vish as well? Yeah. Yeah. There we right. are. Right. So the listeners have, uh, have been outraged as well. Oh, have they? Weary Writer said on Twitter, sorry, on X, there's got to be retrospective action brought against Vish for his behaviour today. Three game ban, points deduction, outrageous behaviour. Derbs has, has piped up with, will Vish be relegated to OTC pending investigation? <laughs> that is very much a promotion, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will there be a statement, a replay? And Hancock Analysis says, Vish's behaviour was a fucking disgrace. <laughs> Wait until JPGMOL hear about this. Even if I'm relegated, if I'm relegated to OTC, I, you know, I'll still turn up. You'd be out of your depth. <laughs> still, still Mate, turn trust up. me, you'd be out of your depth. I'll, I'll still turn up. I wouldn't put you in the firing line. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're ready to go. Yes. Okay, right. Who's so first? The first category. Let's go with Vish first. Okay. Put the, uh, you know, put him back amongst it. <laughs> Premier League Player of the Month nominees Ooh. so far this season. So that's for August, September, October and November. There are 21 players. Presumably we can have those who have won the award as well. You, 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 you have yeah, to be nominated. No, 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 no. I just wanted to know yeah. there wasn't there a wasn't technicality a, here. Oh, God, imagine. <laughs> so, right, Vish, you're up first. Uh, James Madison. James Madison is correct. Um, Mo Salah. Mo Salah, he says, correctly. Good. Um, Erling Haaland. Erling Haaland. (laughs) I don't believe it. That's outrageous. (laughs) That is is outrageous, isn't it? I'm looking for the name. The name is not there. Yeah. Erling Haaland so Luke you're out it's obviously shit I can't believe I've got absolutely no faith that in the government at the top of this game <laughs> yeah. Vish this is buying you some time who you got oh god um... Gary Neville the fucking wanker it's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place Neto oh well full done. name well, Pedro Neto thank you well played um Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. Is he there? Oh, my God. He's been brilliant this season. <laughs> no. No, Bernardo Silva. How was Bernardo Silva? Vish gets the point. Vish gets the point. Harland, not involved. Yeah, well, why would he? Harland to... has not been in the short list of the best players in any month this season. Do you want to hear the uh, the full the full list? Yeah, go on. Is Anthony Gordon. Gordon. Uh, that was wow. in November. Wow. Brian and Buemo in October and yeah, August. Fair. Christian Romero in October. Declan Rice, also October. Douglas Louise in October. Harry Maguire in November. Good boy. Hume Min Son in <laughs> September. James Tavernier in November. Jared Bowen in September and August. Jeremy Docker in November. Julian Alvarez in September. Carol Matoma in August. Kieran Trippier in September. 
Ollie Watkins in September, Raheem Sterling in November, Rodri in August, Taiwo Awaniyi in August, and Thomas Kaminsky in November. So no Holland, no silver. Well, that is absurd. 14 goals in 13 Premier League games. Not good enough. That rubbish. Step up your game. Easy Harlan. for him, isn't it? <laughs> Easy. Should be more. Well, fair yeah. enough. Should be more. So on to the next category. We have teams that started in the group stages of this season's Champions League. That is 32 teams. So Marcus, we should be here for some time. You there, are up we? first. We should. Manchester United. Manchester United is obviously correct. Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is obviously correct. Celtic. Celtic is correct. Not obviously correct though. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Galatasaray. Galatasaray. Yes. Um, FC Copenhagen. Yeah, that's the group. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm going on. That's the mental, that's the mind map I'm using. Yeah. Uh, Man City. Yep. RB Leipzig. There it is again. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, go Madrid. Absolutely right. Newcastle United. Uh-huh. Paris Saint-Germain. There it is again. <laughs> um, Milan, AC Milan. Going to get tricky at some point. Borussia Dortmund. Going to take a little while, isn't it? <laughs> Lazio. Nice one. Gone early on that for me. Yeah, yeah. I have. Uh, Real Madrid. Uh, Barcelona. Napoli. Feyenoord. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Inter Milan. Actually, just Inter. Yeah, I was going <laughs> <laughs> that would have been amazing you pulled okay, that out. Actually, <laughs> it's well, no, I gave the first name. Yeah. <laughs> Sevilla. Yep. So, bear in mind, just remember that I'm not saying the team that's already been said, so don't call me bad for this. RB Salzburg. Ooh. Ooh. Good. And now I'm out. So, I'm in big trouble here. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, what are the what are the other teams? Fucking you have to come up with it. Mate. You have to come up with it. It's Torres oh! to give Chelsea a place in the Champions League final. Oh, Arsenal. No one said Arsenal. Yeah. Nope. Oh, fair enough. Um, FC Porto. Correct. Lons. Lons. Correct. Arsenal helped me out there big time. Smashed them about seven 0 the other day. I tell you what, Vish is taking the piss here. You are, yeah. come on, Vish. It's Torres. I'm just trying to think of names. He's getting absolutely Gary Neville. <laughs> Juventus. No Juventus this year um, because of all that cheating they always yeah. fucking do. Yeah. So, Marcus, you're up. Benfica. Benfica. Oh, yeah. Do you know when Marcus looks at you really aggressively? <laughs> trying to intimidate. I, the only one I can think of, and I don't know if this has been said or not, and it might have been, I tried to write down everyone that people said. Get on with it. Marseille. Marseille are... Brighton? Uh, no, yeah, Marseille are not there, are well, they? For fuck's sake. Oba. Could have had PSV. Yeah, could have. Just yeah. point to Marcus. Love it when he does that. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I had another one in the back pocket. Why don't you sing the match of the day theme tune for us, Marcus? Union Berlin. So you... you... <laughs> So you were missing Braga, PSV, Real Sociedad, Red Star, Belgrade. We've gone with the anglicised name there. Royal Antwerp, Shakhtar Donetsk, Union Berlin, as Marcus pointed out, and Young Boys. 
So that's. But I think we did pretty well there. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Not bad uh, at yeah. all. So uh, that's a point to Vish and a point to Marcus. Can we have an England one to finish? Uh, no, oh, we, okay. we have a designated one. He doesn't think one. up these clues. On no, the I'm, spot not, I'm not now. improvising these, <laughs> yeah, Marcus. Yeah. Sure, I thought you were the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a points deduction. I might do. So third category. Teams that have finished bottom of the Premier League since the 99-2000 season. Luke, you that are is, up that first. That's a, good That's a one. tough one. 99-2000? Uh, since then, yes. Oh, That is a good question. Fucking hell. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've got to go for Derby County. Yep, yep, Derby yep, yep, County yep. is, of course, correct. <laughs> That's the one. That could win you this. Sorry, Derby yeah. fans. That could win you the round. Ooh, Sunderland? Sunderland. Ooh, nice. Are in there, yes, correct. Norwich City. Norwich City have done that twice. Yes! Oh, poor bastards. <laughs> yeah. I think due to a point deduction in 0910, I think Pompey have as well. Pompey yeah. there. That's what I was thinking, yeah. This it's getting is, tough Yeah, now. it is. It is. Doosh, doosh. Uh, ooh, Swindon Town. Very good. No, no they no have way. not even been in the Premier League in that time, Vish. Since 1990,000. Always listen to the question. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, whatever. Mm. So if I don't get this, it's a tie break. Oh, yeah, because I went first. Um, I thought since the start of the Premier League fuck oh well you've got a track record of not listening to the question yeah. properly that's the issue Marcus you are taking some time I'm going to give button. you I'm going to give you guys a little bit more time on this what? one because it's a tough one both of I've you, got both an of you get it as well Hull City Hull City oh, it's wrong. the wrong answer that. Yes. Ah, there it is Luke wow. Ball Listen, can I just take a moment to have a little quick speech here? That is a great... <laughs> can, you play Gary, can you play Gary Nubble? I've already got the point. <laughs> he's got it, he's there. I, I, I think that's a massive point for the whole of the Ramble listening community, that. There you Not go. Not just for me. It's a tiebreaker and I'm in it. <laughs> how, many, did, was there, how many did we miss? Do you want to hear the rest of them? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Aston yeah. Villa in 2016. Oh. Bradford City in 01. I thought about Bradford. Cardiff City in 20, 2014. Huddersfield in 2019, uh, Leicester in 02, yeah. QPR in um, 15 and 13. Don't know why it's ordered that way. Uh, Sheffield United 21, Southampton in, uh, Southampton. in 05 and, be my next and last season, yeah. um, Watford in 2007, West Brom in 18 and 09, West Ham in 2011 and Wolves in 2012 and 2004. Mm, that's a good question. Tough actually. one. Yeah, really yeah, tough yeah, one. Yeah, you yeah. did pretty well to get as far as you right. did, to be fair. We're on to the tieway. Here we go. go. Here we go. Everyone should be rooting for me and I should get to go first as the lowest ranking player. You, you sounded like a little boy. Then. I should. You sounded like a little boy at a birthday party who'd, who'd had too much COVID Which, case. I think you could agree is a massive achievement sitting next to Marcus. <laughs> Vish, can we uh, can we do a bit of tactical voting here? <laughs> right, so we're going to start with Vish mm. on the tiebreaker. We've done players that have made the most appearances under Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho and Jurgen Klopp. So now we're going to do Arsene Wenger. Oh. You need to give me the 21 players who made the most appearances for him. And I will stress that that's across clubs. Um, and that's is 21 players uh, rather than 20 because two are tied on 253 appearances to get all that nerdy stuff out of the way. So Vish, you go first. Who you got? Thierry Henry. Surely, yeah. <laughs> got to be. Correct. I'll have Patrick Vieira. And you'll be right too. Because if that's wrong, we're, we're done for. Cesc Fabregas. Cesc Fabregas is in there. Well 303. played, well played. Mm, Can I go Robert Perez? Oh, I like that. can go Robert Perez. And he is in there. I'll have Freddie Jungberg. Frederick Lundberg, he, he says. Long, did he? He's in there. 328 appearances under Wenger. Yeah, not that long. No. David Seaman. David Seaman, he says. Could be tight. 
Goalkeepers play all the time, don't they? Oh, Incorrectly. That's me out. Business is resumed. Usual business. Fish. Uh, can I go for Burkamp? You can. 373 appearances. Sol Campbell. Sol Campbell, he says. Surely Big Sol's in there. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> he's not in there. I'm done. Vish, Vish he's wins. done it. Vish wins. Press the Absolute button, man. heel. Uh, <laughs> Is that two in a row? Yeah. Well, he won fair and square this week. <laughs> <laughs> See, could... does, doesn't it feel better when you win properly? Last week was so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It felt uh, so much better. Give us a few of the other ones. You could also have had in the order of um, appearances, in terms of most appearances they made that you didn't answer, Theo Walcott. Second Blimey. in the list, Jean-Luc Atori, let's be honest, Andy would have gone for him, uh, were he here. Aaron Ramsey, Colo Toure, Laurent Koscielny, Emmanuel Petit, I'm surprised by I'm that, surprised but he was also, him. I believe he was at Monaco as well, so that's probably why. Ray Parler, oh, Ray. Claude Puel, Bakary Sanya, Robin Van Persie, Luc Sonnier, Gael Clichy, Martin Keown, Marcel Dib, enjoyable name, and Olivier Giroud. Huh. Blimey. Oh. I mean, the thing is, I'm absolutely delighted that I wasn't playing against Andy with that question, but I still lost. <laughs> you but still lost, go. and Vichy Baby won. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Do join us tomorrow for the mailbag. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Get a little bit of pogues in your ears uh, for the weekend, everybody. Yeah. It is fitting. Uh, the keys are in the lock. The door's open. Get out there. Have a lovely time. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim Campbell. See you. Thank you for Tushan Hansaraja. Thank you. See you soon, everybody. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.